Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome to another episode of Camp Strange, episode 36. And I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And we're back to bring the spooky, strange, weird, crazy, creepy, all those other adjectives. And uh, we don't mess around. We get into these news stories. So let's get into these news stories. No tomfoolery. So in Springtown, Texas, a, uh, a small town in Texas... Uh, there's a place, a pizza place by the name of Mr. Jim's Pizza. Okay. I mean, first off, I don't Is think... Is he slim? He's not a slim Jim pizza. Okay. He, if he, he's probably a hefty boy. Okay. Uh, hefty, hefty, hefty. And apparently, um, the police had to get involved because they found out that three of their employees put laxative on at least one pizza. At least. So here's the weird thing about it. I was expecting them to be like, oh, okay, there's a – because the news article says pizza restaurant closed after employees put laxatives on pies, which is – they're calling them pies, which is already, you know – I mean, they're trying to get a little – A little too fancy with it. It's a little it. too fancy. Okay? Yeah. This ain't Chicago, okay? So the weird thing about the whole story is these three employees put laxative on a pizza, and then it was eaten by one of the other employees <sighs> – was that a thing on purpose? They're they pranking them. I have no idea. I, I'm guessing it was some kind of prank or something. But they they swore that they did not put any laxatives on any other pies, and that uh, I mean that I guess they were pranking the guy. But that just means that I guess the guy got pretty sick. I don't know yeah. how sick. I mean, if you got diarrhea, I don't really consider that sick. I consider vomiting sick. Uh, I mean, like. If you get insane diarrhea for a long enough time, like you lose a lot of weight. No, that's get, no, like, that's true. But like when I think dehydrated. of when I think of sick, I think of vomit. Okay, not no, not it's just kind of vomit of the butt poop. I guess you're right. It's just coming out the other end. But yeah, so I mean that just means like that guy's a snitch, apparently. And uh, Mr. Jim's Pizza was closed, uh, not permanently but until they figured out what happened and the three employees were terminated which is so sad because you can't prank anybody anymore no that's a prank that's the classic um you know the dumb and dumber you know when they put the laxatives in the tea and he's yeah sitting on the toilet laxative prank used to be a big one big one but no not anymore not okay i've never taken laxative but yeah i mean eh. fucks you up well okay are they the chocolate laxative because then that just means there's chocolate on your pizza like how did they sneak that into a pizza i think there's you could probably grind up like a pill oh, like some pills yeah oh uh, yeah but then yeah yeah they must use a lot of laxative to cover a whole entire pizza yeah i wonder how many pieces he ate too Holy only took shit. one slice i don't know they said they did the whole pie you know i do the whole pie so that's that's what's going on in springtown texas there's one spring spouting that day. Yeah, um, brown spring. Yeah, so I got a uh, the new president of the Ukraine plays the president of Ukraine on a television show. Wait, th- he plays the president? And he got elected president. I guess he was a comedian actor who is now their president. Well, that's kind of like Ronald Reagan. A little bit. That's still kind of weird, though. But Reagan wasn't a, you know, comic. Yeah, um... Yeah, that's a little interesting. <laughs> but he did do a movie with a monkey. I mean, an ape. I'm sorry. Whoa. He, you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Was it a chimpanzee? 
yeah, I think it was chimpanzee. Yeah. So, but what what show is this on? Dude, it's fucking the Ukraine. If I named it, you still wouldn't know what it was. <laughs> I guess that's true. I mean, what, what, shouldn't he be in office, not acting? Or is he just made like a cameo? What's going on here? Well, it's the common trend in some places. I'm not going to name any names. Some people can be the president. Anybody can be the president. Uh, I don't I don't get what you're saying. I mean, you could host a reality TV show and end up the president 15 years later. You never know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very true. Very true. <laughs> Um, but it's kind of weird. Like, uh, you know, Portlandia, that show with Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownson. Yeah, I almost worked on it. Yeah. Um, that show, the assistant of the mayor is the actual mayor of Portland. Yeah. So I think that's really funny. He's like a good sport. They, they call him in all the time. They're like, Hey Jim. And he's like, yeah. Like, yeah. Can you go get us more water? He's like, yep. And then yeah. he leaves. It's like, I mean, but that, that that's show. Portland for you. Yeah. That show only makes the, the, the town look cooler and more fun. And, no, it makes it look way worse. No, it looks fun. It looks know. weird, you know, but it's so it's quirky. Um, well, that's very interesting. Um, okay, let's get on to this news. Another, I have another news story right here. Yeah, I got one more for you. And this is pretty interesting. This is um, a man in Nebraska um, right outside of Omaha. I think the town was called Gretna. Gretna. And Gretna, Nebraska, some guy was suffering from ventricular tachycardia. And and it's, I don't know exactly, I'm not a medical student of any kind. I'm a science. But his heart was beating very fast and he was going to like cardiac arrest. Yeah. And he was in the ambulance driving to the hospital when all of a sudden they hit a pothole and his heart rate went back to normal. So apparently this town has a shit ton of potholes in it. It shows you don't need doctors, you need potholes. <laughs> so so it says between March 29th, this came out uh, on the 19th of, so today, it came out today, April 19th. And apparently between March 29th and April 4th, they repaired more than 7,000 potholes in the town. And again, last week, they repaired another 6,000. Uh, so they've been trying to get on top of it, but this one was not fixed yet, and it... I mean, I don't know if he was going to die, but it definitely, you could say it saved his life, you yeah. know, without any potholes there. Hopefully they don't fill that pothole. It's a hero. Died. Yeah, exactly. And they made a joke at the end. They're like, the town's going to bill him for the procedure now. But, I did not understand what you just said. Sorry, the town's going to bill him for the procedure now. Oh. So they're saying that the town, I, you know, just leave a couple potholes. I guess that's the moral of the story. Or just don't get tachycardia, ventricular tachycardia. Yeah. You know. But I just thought that was so fucking crazy. He just, yeah. like, hit a pothole? That's pretty wild. I mean, I usually hit a pothole, and, you know, like, when you're, like, driving, you see it, and it's too late. Oh, it's and the you're, worst. Like, my tires kind of brace. My tires with a pop. You clinch. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Yeah. But, um, yeah. All right. So, uh, my next story takes place in Lyme Regis Town, which is in the UK. Can you say that again? Lyme Regis Town. I thought you said Lyme Arita Town. I wish. Um, this is somewhere in the UK. I'm really glancing over this one. but um, So it's a beach town, big uh, tourist attraction, uh, with a really bad seagull problem. Oh, just go to any baseball game in like this eighth inning. Yeah. You'll see a bad seagull problem. Oh, yeah. Or after like a college football game and they're just oh, picking a stance Oh, my God. Anywhere apart. where there's like uh, an abundance of fries outside. Yeah. So you want to know what they, uh, what they did about this little seagull problem? Uh, speaking of... I don't. I mean, I told you about the guy that that put the um, what's it called, Alka Seltzer? Yes, in, in, in the, the food, in the and birds. then they blew up. Yeah, didn't blow up, but they blew up from the inside. Yeah. Um, do they do something kind of like that? Um, or just no. like bought a bunch of cats? Close. 
They really? did. They went the the more natural nature way. Uh, hawks. Keep well, going. What, what eats seagulls? I mean, I don't know if anything eats seagulls, but what just will fuck anything up I'll in the air? I'll eat a seagull. You'll eat a seagull? Oh yeah. Prove it. I'll eat a bagel too. <laughs> oh. Um. Wait. So. Um. Wait. Would you say what fucks up things in the air? Yeah. Drones. Well, what fucks drones up? Hawks. They. The, the eagles. Bald eagles, motherfucker. You can't buy bald eagles. Well, they've got two bald eagles, and their names are Winnie and Kojak, and these motherfuckers, uh, they get uh, brought in by handlers, and then when seals are approaching, they let them go, and they, they take them out. Damn. I think it's more of just like the showing the muscle, too. If you get like three, four seagulls with those eagles, seagulls with the eagles. Seagulls with the eagles. Um, Then the rest of the seagulls are going to be like, oh, we should probably get out of here. But I, I, am a, so. I am a little upset that America did not have this idea first because yeah. that is our national – I don't know if you say animal, but it's definitely a national bird. I mean, what's our national animal if it's not that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean – I don't the, know if that's the right terminology, but yeah. And that is something that like Donald Trump would probably be like, I, we're definitely going to do this. I don't know. When it comes to my mind, it's like you could either either have a seagull swooping in trying to take your sandwich or just get sprayed by the blood of a seagull from above. Yeah, I'll take the second one. At least you're getting a little bit of a show. Go hop in the water, rinse off that, that gold blood. Yeah, so I don't know. That's that's pretty crazy, honestly. I don't I'm I'm not I'm not one for fucking with birds of prey. I've seen those talons and they could pick oh, up dude, puppies and huge. I mean, I've seen – I haven't seen them in person, but I've seen videos of, like, them snatching up, like, like small animals. Full-grown but... cows, yeah. <laughs> Not that big. The whole but... cow. Yeah, Go so. In the blink of an eye. Damn. Very – wait, this is just in the town in general? Yeah, it's at, like, the, the, the beach place. They're saying that it, they're thinking oh, um, okay. that the uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to boost visitors' yeah. more income. What, uh, do any MLB teams have any – Large birds as their mascot? MLB? Yeah, I'm just thinking of like a baseball team. that. Could There's like... a lot of football teams. I can't think oh, of an yeah, MLB like, team. Yeah, The Eagles, <laughs> obviously. Well, I'm just thinking. Cardinals, Seahawks. San Francisco Giants is right near the base, so they get a lot of. Maybe we could just buy a giant to kill all the Seagulls. That would be cool. Just a big club swinging around, make them hit a home run at the beginning of the game. Yeah, like a Game of Thrones giant. Yeah. It's like big, big slope. Oh, I, I kind of want a bigger, big sloped forehead. Oh I yeah, want bigger. Yeah, but... Game of Thrones is they have a realistic size giant, but I want like you, you know, want a giant. I want, you want a, a beanstalk involved giant. Yeah. Okay. Fee fi fo fum giant. Like leave holes in the parking lot, potholes <laughs> that save people's lives. <laughs> I mean, we drove over a giant's footprint, and now I'm alive today. We'll scrape the bottom of your car. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, um, I guess we're caught up on all of our weird news. So there's nothing else left to do but get into these stories. So today we'll be talking about a story that goes by the name of the Chowchilla School Bus Kidnapping. Oh. So I read this story and I read the whole thing and I was like, this is fucking wild. And I'm surprised I've never heard of this because Chowchilla is in California and it is a – it's, like, kind of by Merced. So it's, like – I don't e- know where the fuck that no, is. I, I, well, I'll explain that. Um, it's, like, eastern California, kind of out in the middle of the desert. Okay. About two and a half hours away from, like, Oakland. Okay. Maybe two hours away from Oakland if you drove east and south. So okay. um, kind of in the middle of nowhere. So if you would drive east-south? East-south. Or, yeah, east. East-south. East-south. And not west 
Nos. Nos. <laughs> My God. Yeesh. It's so, going to be one of those nights. So, Buckle it in. The, so, the bogle is flowing. Buckle into the school bus because you're about to get kidnapped. So, um, yeah, I read about this. And it's kind of out in the middle of the desert. But um, I don't know what it was like in 1976 when this took place. But uh, let's just get into it. I can tell you this much. In the 70s, it was way easier to kidnap kids. Oh, I tell you. It was easy to kidnap anybody, honestly. But kids, easy. Yeah, you'd have to leave a cigarette butt, like, lying around to even get caught, you know? You'd have to leave, like, a shoe. You'd have to drop your wallet. You'd have to... <laughs> <laughs> he wrote his name in the dirt. The cops <laughs> deliver your wallet back, and then they go back to looking for the guy. Exactly. So, um... They're like, oh, we only have two forms of identif- identification. We don't even know it's him. <laughs> I mean, his social security card was in his wallet, but we need a passport <laughs> at least. <laughs> so on July 15th, 1976, in the small town of Chowchilla, California, a bus driver by the name of Frank Edward Ray and his 26 child passengers were being dropped off on their way back from a field trip at the Chowchilla Fairground swimming pool. I actually have a lot of very good memories uh, concerning a fairground swimming pool. We we have a fairground swimming pool. The one pool. in Chochilla? Not that one. I I feel like that one's just filled with like five feet of water. and uh, Real murky. I mean, not five feet, like probably five inches of water. Real and, murky. Yeah, you just get your feet knit and you, oh, you stepped on a needle. It's okay. Just pick it out, you know? So, um, all 26 students aged 5 to 14 were attending summer classes at the time at Dairyland Elementary School and were heading back to the schoolhouse on their second to last day of summer school. So they're kind of doing like, you know, the, the end of the year field trip, even though it's summer school. That's where... a wild age gap. I know. 5 to 15. Well, I, I looked at the school and I think it goes up to like... Uh, One of those weird ones that goes from like preschool to like soft like freshman year no it it doesn't go that high but it goes young to like i don't know like small town schools are kind of like that though so they're kind of you kind of just like ah how many teachers do we have can you teach sixth grade now we go up to sixth grade because we only had fifth grade and then we got a new guy who said he could teach sixth grade that kind of thing yeah so um and it's a very like tiny little i mean at least the building i saw didn't look that big so Mm -hmm. um So they're on their field trip and just having a good time, and they're on their way back to get picked up by their parents. And as the bus traveled down the narrow, narrow rural, I shouldn't have put those words together. As the bus traveled down the narrow rural road of Avenue 21 at approximately 4 p.m. on that hot Thursday, they were stopped suddenly by a van stationed in the middle of the road, hood popped, blocking anyone from getting through. That's a classic. My car's broken down. Yep, need some help. Hey, can you help me get this uh, couch in this van? Karate chopped to the neck. Broken. Yep. Karate chopped to the neck. Right it's, to the artery. It's really awkward if you don't get a good chop in the first time. Yeah, if you don't leave the powerful chop, you're fucked. No, yeah, you might as well just throw your wallet on you the You gotta ground. make a chop that counts. <laughs> and that's it. If okay. your chop don't count, it don't matter. <laughs> Judo chop. So... Frank being the kind-hearted soul. Oh, okay. And just so you know, Frank also went by like Edward or Ed. That was like his middle name and his nickname. But I'm just going to call him Frank because that's his his given Christian name. So Frank being the kind-hearted soul he is thought that the car was in need of help. But as he got off the bus and began walking over, two men with pantyhose pulled over their face, jumped out of the van, wielding rifles, telling Frank to get back on the bus. It's a good thing that the rifles, you never know what, how many of those kids are packing heat. What? 
Good thing they have rifles. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, they got to be heavily armed for those kids. Okay, let me ask you this: Would you rather fight one grown man or twenty-six five to fourteen-year-old children? Are you trying to say would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or twenty-five exactly. duck-sized horses? Power in numbers. No, nah, I would take the small horses. Well, also, I think it was more of like an intimidation thing, where like if you don't have a gun and you're trying to like kidnap or rob or like you're doing it wrong. I, yeah. I don't want to tell you how to do, live your life, guys, but. You're yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah. You can't do the comb in the front of the pocket, the sweatshirt pocket, because they always see the comb. They always see it. What are you talking about People, now? like, sometimes when they hold up a liquor store, they don't have a gun, so they'll put, like, a comb or something in their in their front sweatshirt pocket, and then they'll, they'll poke it out. Like, they'll hold it in their sweatshirt and be like, hey, I got a gun in here. And then <sighs> a comb, though, I feel like just using your fucking index and middle finger would look more like a gun than a no, comb. No, that's pointy. Well, you have a silencer on the end of that gun? Your finger? Oh, you mean like two fingers? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. so are you talking about like a brush or a comb? Those are two very different things because <laughs> a comb is like thinner than a fucking pencil. Dude, I just saw it in some movies one time and they used a comb. So I think you're thinking about brush. I I don't know what I'm thinking. I was thinking of something. And uh, But these guys had real rifles, so there's no faking a rifle. <laughs> so... Um, as the two gunmen got onto the bus with Frank, all of the kids began to panic, hiding behind seats and crying. Uh, Frank took his seat a few rows from the driver's seat as one gunman took the wheel and the other kept watch over his new load of 27 passengers. So they're doing the old, I'll drive, you make sure none of these five-year-olds try anything. <laughs> yeah. But you like wa- I said. Watch that kid in the glasses. He looks shifty. But li- like I said, if one of the ki- if these kids, like, gets away like i I, their cover's kind of blown because i'm i'm not going to tell you why they kidnapped him yet okay well i was gonna get into it i feel like when you're kidnapping this many children your cover is not something you worry about like you're not like what is the end goal to get away clean and be like hi they never knew it happened we will find out all right so immediately the kidnappers took the bus off the road and threw a thicket of bamboo as high as the bus was tall which is weird because i didn't think chowchilla would have bamboo that shit's a weed man it's it's impossible to get rid of (laughs) oh you know about that yeah no bamboo is like once you plant it and it spreads like it's damn near impossible well you know how you get rid of it right pandas drive it over with a bus oh okay so just drive through the thicket that's what they were doing so the bus, uh, the bus full of kids rattled and shook until it reached a concealed ditch where two more vans were waiting for them. Uh, the gunmen ordered the kids and Frank out the school bus and into the two smaller vans in order to ditch the very noticeable yellow school bus. Obviously, you know you got to get rid of the first car. Yeah. So, so once inside, the kids noticed two things: one, that the windows were painted in, meaning no one could see out and no one could see in and two that it was over a hundred degrees inside the stuffy extremely dark van hell yeah so i mean a bunch of sweaty sticky little kids you know what i was thinking of which is like kind of wild um you do think about a lot of wild things well no the fact that they're like we have two vans hey half you kids go in here and half you kids go in here oh also only one of your vans gets the adult so, like, I bet it was a very different experience 
for the kids in one van compared to the kids in the other. Like, the kids in one van have these dogs. Like, it's okay, guys. Everybody be calm. We're, yeah. we're all going to be okay. We're just going to cooperate. And then the I other mean, kids. also, like, 15-year-olds, though. I mean. Yeah, but the other van's probably just like, I, why do I go? My mom, she's going to pick me up. And then so, 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 we'll miss you, Rugrats. I don't know. There's at least they didn't have Rugrats in the seventies. There is at oh, least oh shit, this is the seventies. Yeah, there is at least. I mean, they're all like, I want to watch Alf. Um, this isn't groovy. <laughs> I mean, there's always that one kid that's fifteen who has a mustache and is like six feet tall. He basically just probably plays. He's the in role. summer school, so yeah, he's probably eighteen, but like, <laughs> but he looks fifteen because he's been held back a couple. He of years. can't read math so good. Yeah, hey, I was that kid. I got held back. I can make fun of it, but no, but like think about that where they threw him in these vans, and I mean the next fact will make it even a little bit more terrifying for why they probably needed an adult in both of those vans. Because for the next 11 hours, the van drove around with the hostages in the back with no water, no food, no bathroom, no light, and no cool air. See, now you see, like, the the stakes where... You know those little shits were pissing themselves, too. Must have stank. <sighs> Honestly, I... Yeah, they're they're not holding their bladder at all. And oh. I don't know. That's It's terrifying. It fucking sucks. Yeah. To say the least. I'm I'm nervous for tomorrow not taking a piss for f- four hours when I go see the Avengers Endgame. I bought my tickets today. Yeah, I'm stressing about the whole bathroom thing. I'm not going to drink any water tomorrow. I'm going to be I'll so dehydrated. Up, I'll straight up piss my pants in a movie theater. I asked Riley, and I was like, do you know how to do a catheter? And she said, no. <laughs> and I said, okay, who does? She said, my friend does. And I go, you know, tell her to come over. Give me a catheter. She said, no. <laughs> She's not a game with that. <laughs> so but I heard those hurt really bad. So none of these kids, none of these kids had catheters at this point. Yeah. And uh, at approximately three a.m., so eleven hours after four p.m., um, the two vans skidded to a stop as the back doors swung open. So finally, they stopped and they opened the doors. Um, it was obviously dark at this point because it was three a.m. And the gunmen forced the hostages out of the van into the dark of night as they realized that they were at some kind of construction site. I feel like that is a bad sign in itself. I feel like everybody in, like, mafia movies, they always get murdered, like, mob movies, they get murdered at, like, construction sites because... Oh, yeah, the cement. Yeah, exactly. You can, like, bury them because there's already digging, like, going on everywhere. So you're like, oh, I can bury all these people or bury this person and not get caught. And a gunshot, they're like, oh... That one good hammer hit over in that construction site, they must have, they're just working over there. That wasn't a gunshot. Yeah, they're like, oh, the hammers weren't working. They must be using <laughs> shotgun shells yeah. to pound in those bull. I mean, those nails. The hammers must be down. No, but like, it's kind of crazy to think about because, like, once they excavate, like, uh, a place to build a building, they're not digging any lower than that. So yeah. if you dig a little bit lower than that, not only are you digging, like, six feet deep, but you're digging six feet deep. And then the dirt they put on top of that, and then the building they put on top of that. Yeah. You know, it's like Jimmy Hoffa stuff where they, you know, Jimmy Hoffa. Sounds familiar. He was a mob guy. They, they believe he's buried beneath the Jet Stadium. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that sounds right. No, because I was going to say, because I know like all the big mobsters, people are always like, oh, we expect, we suspect that there's like hundreds of bodies underneath, like, you know, blank. Especially in building. Like, East, like New York, yeah, Long Island, New Jersey, time. all big time mob. Yeah. So. Apparently, the gunmen had driven the two vans in circles for a while, uh, waiting until the dead of night, and ultimately ended up 
108 miles away in Livermore, California, at the California Rock and Gravel Quarry. So, um, Livermore is in the East Bay. It's very close to Oakland. Okay. Um, a little bit east of Oakland. And 108 miles, I checked it. It will only take them about, with like no traffic, like an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes to Okay, get. well, that's now, not the 70s. What the fuck are you talking about? You didn't think they had that road? No, I'm just saying I don't. I doubt the traffic was as bad there in the uh, 70s as no, it is now. No, there's no traffic. I just yeah. I did the. Uh, I wanted to see how long it would take to get there because it took them 11 hours to drive around. So they literally just drove around like. Oh, you got to disorient circles. people. Yeah, exactly. They did it to disorient them. Yeah, and I mean, kids were probably not even like. If, 108 miles you're not like yeah okay so we drove for uh we took a right and then we drove straight for 108 miles so like, i always take them you always go by an airport so they hear planes and they think they're near an airport oh you got some experience in kidnapping it sounds like have i ever told you my story of the kid that got kidnapped in my uh my middle school i have heard that from kyle yeah well, we'll talk about that later such a good story so um but, but he did not get kidnapped by the way that's why it says a good story it was so, all fake well, we'll talk about that on the next tales from the camp actually yeah. um but but apparently the reason they wanted to do this was because they didn't want anybody to see like what they were doing they wanted to wait till like the dead of night 3 a.m is probably the best time to do anything because almost everybody's asleep you know what i mean that's it's the shadiest hour for sure yeah three and four for sure so i mean people wake up at four for work sometimes three no true very true so they they were at this rock quarry now 108 miles away in livermore california and the kidnapper the kidnappers asked each child his or her name age address and phone number and blood type no, <laughs> they didn't want anything from them as far as uh, bodily, bodily fluids. Yeah, bodily fluids. <laughs> um, as well as they, they asked for all the information and as well as taking a piece of clothing or a belonging from each student, but never explained why the children were being kidnapped. Uh, with a couple construction lights illuminating the dark gravel site, the kidnappers, the kidnappers, kidnappers, the kidnappers walked all the children and Frank over to a hole in the ground and told them to climb inside. Yo, why don't we have a word for kidnapping that aren't kids? Adult, like adult napping? Yeah. That's just what I do at, every like, day. In the middle of the day. <laughs> That's what I do as soon as I wake up. Mm. I do that in a hole too, actually. Yeah. It's a nice cold, nice, damp hole. Yeah, in a coffin. Yep. So they told them all, hey, you guys are getting in this hole. Luckily, it was not just your ordinary hole at a construction site. The hole in the ground led to a moving van the kidnap the kidnappers had buried into the earth beneath the rocky ground. What the fuck? How crazy is that? I don't so, think this is real, dude. Okay, b- before I don't, I was gonna tell you this later on in the episode. Then save it. Okay. If it's a whole gotcha moment. No, it's not a big gotcha moment. I'll just tell you, I, I brought this story up to my dad because uh, I was like, oh, I want to see if he knows about this because it's in the 70s. He was alive and it's in California. Your dad was alive in the 70s? <laughs> so he told me, he's like, I was like, do you know the town Chowchilla? And he's like, yes, actually. He's like, where all the kids went missing? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like I was 12 years old. Oh, and, yeah. it's, and he's like, it scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. because not because like these kids got kidnapped because he thought it validated aliens. He told me that he said, 
when 20 he goes this bus driver and 26 kids went missing all at the same time i 100 percent believe that they got abducted by aliens are we rolling it out already maybe oh okay <laughs> so see that's an i gotcha moment so God. you know aliens wear pantyhose on their heads you know that they got all these details from the aliens. Can you just imagine a gray with that big ass head with pantyhose over, and they're just like, "Oh, it's a guy with pantyhose. Can't tell who he is. He's three feet tall and just like a giant head." I have. He has a a, a metallic rifle with green ammo. <laughs> so he's kind of like levitating a little bit. So so um, there's a big moving truck beneath the ground at this point, and they told him to climb inside. Um, You're talking about like a like a U-Haul. It was bigger than a U-Haul. It was like um, a a big like a six ton yeah exactly okay. it was a big truck okay so um but not the truck part it was just like the back part that they unhooked you know so not the actual car part just the the, the storage the unit part yeah. yeah okay so the children complied with the kidnappers and climbed down the ladder past the several feet of dirt and into the dark moving van once inside the ladder was pulled up and the hatch was closed as the children and frank saw what was around them the moving van was lined with metal wire grid for structural support under the weight of all the dirt. So there was a bunch of like, um, like, wa- like wire squares. So if the dirt collapsed, it was like another kind of like a mesh support system. You know what I mean? Okay. It just kind of like it, it held the stuff a little bit more together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's pictures of all this. It, it's okay. it's terrifying. So there's the grid. There were two makeshift toilets, which were basically wooden boxes with, like, holes cut into it. And lastly, a few supplies lasting about one meal for each child consisting of cereal, peanut butter, bread, and water. So, like, the food that was down there, if you sparsed it amongst 26 children, it would probably only give them one meal. So, okay, the thing is these these kidnappers suck. They're very bad at kidnapping. Because aliens, they don't know what's going on. It's true. Were there any meat hooks in this? They're this like, trailer? can't you do a photosynthesis and eat? And you're like, that's not how this. They're works. like, we're underground, motherfucker. Like, how do you know that word? <laughs> so, um, but luckily, these kidnappers were smart enough. They weren't smart enough to put enough food in there, but they were smart enough to put a ventilation system inside the van in order to supply the hostages with fresh air and oxygen. But shortly after arriving inside the van, the batteries died and the system went out. Nice. So these guys wanted hostages and they were about to get – I mean maybe they were trying to murder them. I don't know. But like it sounded, it seems like they were just trying to hold them prisoner for a second. That would be an insane story. They just kidnap that many kids and just bury them alive. So I'm looking into it. They kind of already done that, right? Yeah. So – as the children cried, screamed, and vomited from the stench of the toilets, I guess they some some one of the kids was using the toilets, or maybe the the pantyhose guys or the aliens were using the Come toilets. Come on, Jeremy. They like, said no number twos. He's like, I built these goddamn toilets. You're gonna try them out before I fucking put them inside the van. I want to so, see what in, you. I want to see what you ate. I want to see what you ate. I want to see what you've done. <laughs> so. um... Frank, as they were vomiting, crying, and screaming, Frank knew that if, if he was going to die in there, he was going to die trying. So after a couple hours inside the box, all the food was gone, and the new air was not flowing in. So they had to act fast. Frank, Can I guess what they did? Yeah. Did they shove a little five-year-old up that tube? <laughs> up the tube? The, the ventilation? 
No, they didn't. But that that would have been a cool. Done. That would have been a cool. Uh, we got the little, smallest kid. He probably really... had asthma or some bullshit. And just shove him right up there. He's like malnourished, and then yeah. here, just get a little Charlie in the Chocolate Factory type thing going yeah. on. Little Gus's gloop stuck in the tube. Exactly. No, so get a skinny kid though. <laughs> smear him with chocolate. Smear him with a poop and shove him to the tube. So Frank, along with some of the older kids, probably mustachioed kids. Um, Stacked the mattresses. Oh, I didn't mention that. There were a shit ton of dirty mattresses all over the um, the inside of the van, too. It's better than nothing. So it just kind of like solidified, like, hey, you're going to stay here for a while. Yeah, so you're like, sleeping. And the mattresses were fucking gross looking, too. They're all like, they weren't, they don't even look like real mattresses. They look like they were like military mattresses. Like, yeah. I can't even describe them. They look like shit. So they stacked all the mattresses on top of one another up to the hatch. Where they, cli- uh, where they climbed down from. They realized quickly as they tried to lift the metal plate that there was something heavy on top keeping it down. On top, they found out, were two 100-pound industrial batteries as well as several feet of dirt covering the hole. Um, what they did, though, was they wedged the lid open with a stick. Frank moved the batteries and uh, they were able to remove the remainder of the debris that blocked the entrance. So what I'm guessing is they somehow, like, probably let the dirt fall into, like, the boxcar. Mm-hmm. And then once that was, like, the several feet of dirt was probably, like, gone from, like, the top, they were probably able to, like, jam a stick in there and then, like, shimmy the batteries away or something like okay. that. So Frank was able to move the batteries and after 16 hours underground, they emerged and walked to the quarry's guard shack. So they were able to, uh, first off, get these kids through by, like, stacking them on each other's shoulders, like, once they're on the mattresses and shoving, like, the tiny kids through. Mm-hmm. Once the tiny kids were through, I think they were able to move the batteries fully, and then everybody was able to get out. It took and eight of them to move one 100-pound battery. Honestly, it probably did. So um, imagine if the five-year-old, they shoved him through and he just took off, and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Fuck Joey, man. When he was a little shady, <laughs> a little fidgety. We, oh, he got mad at us because we were going to shove him to the tube covered in shit. Oh, we shouldn't have shoved <laughs> Joey through first. Um, so after 16 hours, they were in the, the truck for uh, 16 hours underground. They emerged and walked to the quarry's guard shack. Um, the, well, hold on. Did the did the, did the, uh, the guard sucks at this point, I'm guessing. Well, did the people that kidnapped them, did they know that like the, the thing went out? No, I don't. Okay. Th- I don't think they knew that the ventilation system okay. went out at all. So, like I said, they're just bad kidnappers. Where like yeah. they probably like shoved a bunch of food in there. And like this is enough, and they're like, okay, first off, the kids. Yeah. Second of off, there's 26 of them. Third off, it's cereal, peanut butter, bread, and water. It's like there's like, I mean, there's some protein in there. With they the should have known. Butter, but... Kids will do anything to play that sweet Fortnite, and if they didn't provide it, they were going to do anything to get out of that. I was going to say, you know how they got out? They flossed their way through the walls. <laughs> So the the what, what's the adult's name? Uh, Frank. Frank said there's there's a thousand V bucks at the top. <laughs> hey, there's a ninja skin if you guys get out of here. You got a ninja skin with your name on it. Yep. So uh, the the man <laughs> the man at the guard shack. Once they finally got to the guard shack, um, he knew who they were immediately, saying, "This world's been looking for you." Uh, you might be asking, though, where in the hell are the kidnappers? Um, because a lot of the kids inside, they, they interviewed them now that they're, like, older and stuff like that. Yeah. 
and they're like what were your thought process and stuff like that? And they go, we thought that like a lot of us kids were scared to help him move the stuff because they, they thought that once they got to the top or they escaped, that they would be sitting there with their rifles and they'd just shoot him in the head. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a really good that's point. reasonable. Yeah, even after like 16 hours because they were in there for a fucking long time. And I don't even know how long they were moving the stuff for. So like honestly, they might have been doing that for like 10 of the hours. And yeah, I mean, you would probably feel like a, a gunshot first but maybe they wanted to like have you get through mm-hmm. and then shoot you to make it seem like is this a, just a saw movie it seems like it so um so like i said you might be asking where they were well they went home and accidentally fell asleep when they woke up though they knew shit was about to go down because these people were fucking out now yeah so now once the cops arrived and rescued everyone, they began trying to figure out who had kidnapped all of these kids and Frank. The first thing they did was figure out who the van slash prison cell slash tomb belonged to. Uh, the truck was actually registered to the quarry, quarry owner's son, Frederick Newhall Woods IV, while at the same time under hypnosis. This is fucking crazy. Under hypnosis, so the bus driver could not remember the license plate number of the van that was stopped in the middle of the road. Yeah. But apparently the – I don't know if it was the FBI or just the local cops. They called in a hypnosis, and under some hypnosis, the bus driver remembered the license plate number um, of one of the vans, which which also belonged to Fred Woods. Damn. So this guy was just like – like I said. The uh, hypnosis shit's wild. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like – they did a thing in my college once. It was like a, uh, it was one of those weird like event things. All the students went and they had like a hypnosis guy there, and they pull, pulled a bunch of students on stage and like he hypnotized them to make them do like embarrassing shit. And they pulled up one of my friends who was like she was like a completely like, you know, very like calm, collected person, like not a wild person. At Didn't all. kidnap any kids. In Did the not do any of that. And they like had her like dancing and shin doing like crazy stuff. Like the last thing you'd ever expect her to do. It, it, I think you have to be kind of willing to be a victim of the hypnosis in order well, to like fall into this like a uh, trance because there's if I went up there, I know that they've kicked people off stage. I've also at like local fairs they do that shit. <laughs> but um, you kind of have to be like, I'm willing and I'm ready to. Oh yeah, to buy into this. it for and sure. You like fall into like a subconscious kind of thing, and maybe not even like doing stupid stuff, but like this guy was able to subconsciously remember these numbers that a lot of people say. Like you start remembering, like when you're in shock or in your like traumatic incidents, you remember weird details that kind of fall to the back of your mind. Yeah. So one of the things he must have saw was when he pulled up, the hood was popped on this car, and he was just like, oh, and then probably remembered at least like. I don't know, maybe he remembered all the numbers, maybe he remembered some, but it was yeah, enough. Yeah, the majority of them. Yeah, it was enough to tra- track it back to the same guy, Fred Woods. Now, Woods was arrested shortly after fleeing to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and he actually, we talked about how there were two men the entire time, but in reality, there were actually three men who did this. It was not only Fred Woods. But his two accomplices, brothers Richard and James Schoenfeld, surrendered to authorities in California um, about the same time that Fred Woods was captured. Huh. Um, I guess James was caught shortly before he was able to do so. So, like, one of the brothers turned himself in, and then the other guy was like, I was going to do it, and then he just got caught. So Yeah. But 
I mean, at this point, is there any way to redeem yourself from kidnapping a school bus? Like, not only, like, kidnapping people, but, like, kidnapping children, like, five-year-olds. It's like, you're fucked regardless. Like, you should have just ran or tried to do something to get away. So... Are we going to get into why they did it? Yeah. Okay, good. So, this surprisingly meant that three men were in on the job the whole time, not just the two kidnappers, as I said before. Um, The real question, though, was, why did these guys do this in the first place? Yeah. So apparently these guys were seeking to claim this is so fucking funny and stupid. This is what I'm telling you when these guys are just like fucking shitheads who don't know how to I don't I'm not trying to say like, oh, I know how to commit a crime. I'm not dumb. But like they really thought nothing through. Yeah. So they these guys were um, seeking to claim a five million dollar ransom for the location of the kids and Frank. And like $5 million back in the 70s. I don't know what the, the inflation rate of that is. A lot. I, yeah. But – Hold on. So we had how many you had how many kids? We had 26 kids and Frank. So 27 divided by 5 million. Do you think Frank costs more? Or, oh, the kids probably cost more actually. Frank's already like, you know, bus driver. They want the kid. Kid has a lot of life to live, you know. So how much are we talking per kid? I feel like I didn't do that math right. No, probably not. Just divided by. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> didn't you say you don't know how to read math? I don't know how to read math. Well, you can't put that many zeros in your calculator? How many zeros is 5 million? <laughs> is that three commas? Okay, I'm going to stop this right now. <laughs> Somebody at home's like, I know this right now. <laughs> they know right. how to use a calculator. I think it's like uh, 200,000 per kid. I could be completely wrong. Close to that. That's 25, right? Doesn't matter. I'm fucking bad at math too, and I'm not kidnapping kids, so I don't have to be good at math anytime soon. My calculator's broken. So that's <laughs> your phone. So <laughs> despite the fact, this is my answer. <laughs> there's an E in there, people. He's confused. <laughs> so what, it equals out to one point zero eight E minus twelve. Okay. So <laughs> despite the fact that these kids were all from very well-off families, uh, did I say these kids? Despite the fact that these guys. All three guys were from very well-off families. Oh, I was going to say, did they, they kidnap, like, a charter school or, like, a... No. No, the guys who kidnapped the kids were from well-off families. They wanted to pull... This is so fucking stupid, too. They wanted to pull one over on the state because detectives believed the men were trying to get the money from the state's education department because of reports that the state had a surplus at the time. So not only are they, like, complete shitheads where they're kidnapping children, but they're like, hey, we kidnapped school kids and then claim a ransom from the state department from the education so we're we're trying to take money out of education too so it's like it's fucking assholes like yeah god damn it we didn't have no education they don't need it either yeah <laughs> exactly i mean look at us we're horrible people <laughs> so one big problem though was that uh the ransom they were never able to state the ransom in the first place. Yeah, I was going to say because they never said they wanted anything. Because the kidnappers had been unable to call in their ransom demand uh, because telephone lines to the Chowchilla Police Department were tied up by the media calls and families searching for their children. Oh, my God. So they were never able to contact the police because they kept getting a busy signal. Yeah. So they were never – they just, like, fell asleep and they're like, oh, we'll do this later or whatever. And also they wrote up they, they wrote up a ransom note, uh, but that was also found, like, in one of their houses later, and they never sent it because – they probably didn't know how to fucking buy stamps at this point or something. 
So should have called before anybody noticed. So they're fucking just like horrible kidnappers, and they can't even claim their own. They can't even state their own ransom to have people be like, "Okay, wait, the kids are alive." Like, yeah, you know, I bet at, at least if they got the ransom, they would have been a little bit more sound. I don't know. Would that would have made you more sound or less sound? I don't fucking know, man. It's I don't just... know either. I mean, that's a it's a good question. Like, do you want to know your kids are like kidnapped by? somebody or do you want to think that they're just like missing forever you know one of those parents like fuck they're alive <laughs> we could have retired this guilt the mustache you know he burns things at home <laughs> so so um all three of the men were sentenced to 27 consecutive life sentences without parole woof so Frank even got a life sentence. All the that kids kid. got life sentences in that there. That kid, Frankie. And then Frank, he's not a kid. He's a grown-ass bus driver. Yeah, I think it's fun to call adult kid. Okay, I just didn't know if you were confused. <laughs> no. So, so one problem, though. Our legal system is fucked up. And Richard Schoenfield was released in 2012. James Schoenfield was paroled August 7th, 2015. Frederick Woods was denied parole on November 19, 2015 because he continued to minimize his crime and had disciplinary infra- infractions, including three, uh, three for possession, possession of pornography and two for possession contraband cell phones. So he was not eligible for another parole hearing until 2018. Oh, shit. Is he out yet? Sim- but similar problems were noted at his 2012 parole hearing, uh, and also Woods was married twice while in prison. Yo, can we start protesting prisons, and can we get porn in prison? It- can we give these guys some porn? <laughs> so- For God's sakes, so- let them have some fucking porn. So the fucked up thing is, is that they let these fucking guys out, even though they had 27 consecutive life sentences. So how old would they be right now? How old, um, how old were they when this all happened? In the 70s? I think they were like in their 20s. So I think they're probably like close to 60-ish now. I mean like what the fuck do you do when you've been in prison for that long and you get out? Well, two of the like guys, 60, like, two, the two brothers went to go live with their 93-year-old mother. So, so the mom is still alive and they're taking care of her. They're really... Now they're the ones in the basement playing Fortnite. Exactly. So, Ma, I need, I need more V-Bucks. So, so, <laughs> write him a check. <laughs> so, Mail him a check, sweetie. So the fucked up thing is is that these guys, they they say they're really sorry about it, which I do believe them. I think they're fucking dumbasses who got – a lot of detectives were like, oh, they're greedy. Because one of the families uh, – I think we I think I bring it up later, but like one of them – one of the fathers – owned the quarry that they buried yeah, the shit in. that's not a good idea. And then another guy was like some kind of, I don't want to say lawyer, but he was some kind of like well-paid job as well too. And these kids, were, these guys were just like, hey, we should kidnap these kids. It's like 70s bullshit. Like, why? Took a bunch of acid and thought that they could fucking kidnap kids. And like, yeah. they, they probably saw like one movie where ransom seemed easy and then they're like, yeah, let's just do it. I just don't really get why... I mean, it's Chowchilla. What are you doing? What else are you doing in Chowchilla? I don't even know where. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. You're not doing. You're tipping cows and sticking bottle rockets up uh, cats' buttholes. You know, tipping cows is a felony. Well, now I know. Yeah. So, um, since these men were released, though, the children. I don't even know if Frank Woods is out of prison. 
he, he like I said, his parole was in 2018. What's it was Frank Woods? Frank Woods, something like that. Frank. Frank Woods, Chowchilla, Chowchilla kidnapping. It kind of sucks that yeah, he got well, ca- he got caught with pornography and cell phones though. Because in case you're wondering, uh, Frank Woods was a character in Call of Duty. It's not that one. But while you're looking that up, um, since these three men. Um, oh, I said since these men. Not we don't know if it's three yet, but since these men were released, the children who are now much older are looking to sue the men for damages, which is completely allowed up to ten years after parole. So now that they they come from wealthy families, they're like, oh, uh, yeah, you guys like fucking kidnapped us and like made our lives horrible. So now we're just gonna sue you and try to get all your family's money. Which yeah. is a great idea, honestly. What yeah. are you looking up over there? Well, I was Googling if he was out of jail, and what I found was Frank Woods uh, broke out of Hanoi Prison, which is, in Viet- which is in Vietnam, and that was still the Call of Duty character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. So uh, whenever- well, hold on. So in 2015, he was denied again. Yeah, no, go to 2018 because that's when he was supposed to be paroled. This is 2019. Um, oh, okay. Is he out yet? Wait, no, that's He about... probably got caught with more porn. Let's not kid ourselves Wait, here. David Letterman got kidnapped? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we can't go down this hole. We, this, is, this can't oh, happen. Oh, no, no, no. He was, he, this guy was trying to kidnap David Letterman. Okay. The same guy? I don't... <laughs> no, okay, it wasn't. Let's stop. Let's abandon Frank. He, let's just say he's still in prison for right now. Because he probably got caught with more porn. I can't find anything about it. Yeah, he's probably under the radar. But um, the case is now in mediation, and no dollar figure has been discussed at this point. The kidnappers come from wealthy uh, Peninsula families. The Schoenfelds, the two brothers' fathers, uh, father, uh, was a longtime podiatrist, and Wood's father owned the quarry where they buried the school kids and the bus driver. So, like I said, they come from wealthy families. Yeah. Obviously, most of their parents are probably dead now, so they probably inherited some of that money. And they, the, these kids, these school kids want that money because this is kind of fucked up. They want that money, honey. I'm going to end off on a sad note and then a happy note. Okay. So, a study found that the kidnapped children suffered from panic attacks, nightmares involving kidnappings and death, and personality changes. Many developed... Fear of such things as cars, the dark, the wind, the kitchen, why? Mice, dogs, and hippies. I mean, that's a fair one. The last one, hippies, is easy. They're terrifying. But it's the 70s. That's probably what these guys look like. I saw what they look. They had, like, long hair and shit. They kind of did look like hippies. Yeah. And one of these kids, actually, as an older person, shot a Japanese tourist with a BB gun uh, when the tourist car broke down in front of his home, maybe he wasn't an adult. I hope he wasn't an adult using a BB gun. But I don't know. But um, I mean, I guess I do hope it was a BB gun. I mean, you got to be eighteen to buy a BB gun, so yeah, maybe checkmate, dog. Yeah. So, um, but he, yeah, when his car, when the Japanese tourist car broke down in front of his house, I guess he thought he was gonna. You know, pull the old "Hey, my car's broken," and then jump out with the rifle. So he shot him with a BB gun. Could you imagine just? living your life growing up in japan and just being like you know i'm gonna go visit the states and you get fucking shot in the eye with a bb gun not only does your car break down but you get shot not only do this is america not only did frank woods escape your prison but now you gotta go find him 
<laughs> from Hanoi? What yeah, is it? Not that was J- Vietnam, not, but yeah. I know, not Japan, but... Um, many of the children also continued to report symptoms of trauma at least 25 years after the kidnapping, including substance abuse and depression, and a number uh, have been imprisoned for doing something controlling to somebody else. So it kind of goes on to show you, like... I know this is like super, super dark, but uh, people who sometimes get sexually abused, they sexually abuse somebody else, and it's a vicious uh, like circle. Cycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So these people have been to prison because they want to control somebody else because they felt like they have no power yeah. when they got kidnapped and stuff. I mean, so, yeah, all jokes aside, like that, that would fuck you up. So yeah, and like it's it's totally fair that they want like some monetary compensation for like literally their years and years and years of trauma and like these guys some basically ruin like some of these like five year olds' lives because oh, they're yeah. always afraid of something now, you know? Yeah, but. I want to leave off on a happy note because I this is supposed to be a comedy podcast and I didn't want to end with that. So I will leave you with Frank Edward Ray, also known as Ed. We know Frank the bus driver mm-hmm. received a California School Employees Association uh, citation for outstanding community service before he died in 2012. He was visited by many of the school children who he had helped save and every February 26th has been declared Edward Ray Day in Chowchilla. That's awesome. So, I didn't leave. I didn't leave yeah. off with my with my funny little thing. It's just little really nice. Frank uh, got his day February 26th, um, and uh, yeah, that's Edward Ray Day. I feel like we should all celebrate Edward Ray Day for helping these 26 kids get out of this prison bus van and to safety so thank you frank ed ray yeah so pretty interesting story pretty crazy and like yeah, i'd never heard of that so it wasn't aliens unless these guys are aliens they might be but my, very confused but my everything. dad my dad was like oh yeah i i remember that vividly he's like i was 12 years old yeah and he's like i was terrified i was like oh like yeah, you're getting kidnapped he's like no i thought aliens took them all and i was like yeah oh so, like, in that day, he was probably, like, freaking out. Like, I feel like... That's where a 12-year-old's mind goes. Yeah, and I feel like those days were a little more alien-centered. But, I mean, you also had, like, Zodiac at the time. I don't know when Zodiac was true. around, but, like... That's true. I mean, my mom... Wait, my, Zodiac? No, I thought Zodiac was, like, 60... Let me see. Zodiac Killer... 60s to 70s. Because my okay. mom said that she, like, remembers when the Zodiac Killer was out. And that was like, in the Bay, right? That was in the Bay Area. Yeah. And my mom was like, oh, I, I like distinctly remember like me and my friends running home from school, like being afraid of the yeah. Zodiac Killer or something like that. I was like, damn, that's that's terrifying. So yeah. very real thing. And uh, yeah, thank right. God these kids are all okay. And God bless I mean, Frank. they're not kids anymore, but. Yeah. I mean, they're shooting people with BB guns. Yeah. So as yeah. long as you're not that guy don't if your car breaks down you know maybe throw up a little i'm not kidnapping anybody sign before you white flag yeah exactly so that's the story of the chowchilla school bus kidnapping all right so you want me to jump into mine yeah let's do it all right so um i know you're aware and some of our listeners might be aware um because i posted a few things on the instagram but i recently just got back from new york new york which it was the first time I'd ever been to New York. It was an amazing trip. Absolutely loved it. Um, I always wanted to go there ever since. You oh, know, you'd never been there. I'd never been to New York, even like the East Coast. I went to Florida once when I was 
filming football in college. Of course you went to Florida. Florida's our, hey, our main state here. Tallahassee was fucking awesome. I no, like Tallahassee. I just mean like, you know, why wouldn't you? You're it's, yeah. our, it's our most popular state on this podcast. I was a big fan of Tallahassee. That place is fun as hell. And um, But yeah, so I'd never really been to the East Coast, and so I got to go out to New York, and I, like I was saying, I, I grew up reading comic books and stuff, and so many of those Marvel books are from... New York and stuff. Spider-Man. Exactly. And so I always wanted to go there and my parents would never take me. And I think it was partially because they knew I'd like love it and leave them to move all the way across the country. <laughs> Very different uh, from Oregon. Yeah, it's a little far. Uh, I'm sure that's wrong, but um, that's not why my parents did that. So in my time there, um, I was lucky enough to meet up with one of my oldest friends to grab some drinks. His name's Aaron. And, uh, you know. We had a, we, we had a few drinks here and there, and then he said, uh, "You want to go to this bar?" And uh, did and he, he kidnap you? A little bit. Is this what, is this what a good it's going to go to? In a good way. He's like, "You want to go to this bar? It's really cool. It's in a buried van." And you're like, yep. "Yeah, yeah." But so he he said the place was called McSorley's, and he gave a quick quick description of the place, and we went on our way. And so I've what, heard of that place. I have you? Like. I know, like the name sounds familiar. I don't okay. know if I know any details, but like Mick Sorley's sounds either like it's from like a movie or something I've heard before. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we went, and you know what's so interesting about this place? Well, McSorley's Old Ale House, the official name, was founded by John McSorley in 1854. Whoa. Yeah. And that was three years after he arrived to New York from Liverpool on the ship called The Colonist. Oh, so he was a beetle. What? He's from Liverpool. Oh, yeah. I don't... I hate... I, yeah, I don't support <laughs> you the Beatles. You hate the Beatles? Take that fucking back right now. John Lennon's a piece of shit. You love um, the Beatles. <laughs> so uh, the Ale House was a place for uh, Irish immigrant workers... Uh, and it catered to make them feel like they're back at home. How crazy would it, how crazy is it that like all the beer was room temperature or warmer? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That really sucks. A warm beer is disgusting. Yeah. And I that's even all like my red wine cold. Yeah. That, yeah. You're weird. You said you liked it cold too. I do not like it cold. You said you like it chilled. I like it hot. Like I like to I steaming like to boil it. So, uh, yeah, so the bar was catered to make the uh, the immigrant working men feel like they're back at home serving ale and uh, cheese and crackers, oh, okay. which they still serve today. Any, like, good cheese and crackers or, like, fucking cheese whiz on a Ritz? No, it was actually pretty damn good cheese. But what was weird was they served crackers, cheese, and slices of onion. You're supposed to eat all those together. Uh, I skipped on the onion. Yeah. Like, just raw onion. Yeah. And okay, so the bar was originally named the Old House at Home. Okay, that's kind of a cool little name. Yeah. So, uh, but after a huge storm in 1908, the sign was ripped from the establishment, giving John the chance to rename the bar to McSorley's Old Ale House. Wait, so that was like 50 years later, right? Yeah. Well, and he was still alive. Yeah. So he was probably like 70 in his 80s. I don't know how old he was when he opened the bar, but well. So that was in 1908, and in 1910, at the ripe age of 83, oh, okay, John passed away in his apartment located above the bar. I knew it. I knew he lived above the bar. He had to. You have to. You if you yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I respect that. So after he passed away, um, the business went to his son Bill, and in 1936, Bill sold the bar, only to pass away two years later. Uh, Bill sold. What? The, yeah. 
So he was like on his way out and was like, I need to sell the bar. Like, because I don't think he had kids. But what was wrong with Bill? This was, you know, 26 years later. Oh, they said three years later. No, he he sold the bar, and then two years after he sold it, he passed away. Oh, okay. okay. So he's, he was old, and he was just kind of like, I don't want to run this. Sell it to someone. I don't think he had anybody he to pass any it down to. Or like I didn't that. see if he did or not, but that's just he, that's just. I mean, if said. you sell it, I bet that's what's going. Imagine the kid was just like, "Hey, I dad, can't wait to take that bar, <laughs> dad." I'm so excited <laughs> to carry on family tradition. Tradition, fuck tradition. Oh, that was a well, that was a got reference. Well, this bar does have a tradition that we are about to get into. So Bill sold the bar, and it was to the first owner, who was outside of the Sorley family. And the new owner, Daniel O'Connell, had an incredible run with this bar. So he sold it to another Irish family to keep – that's tradition at least. You know? Yeah. He's like, oh, I got to sell it to an Irishman. Yeah, so O'Connell had like this insane time running this bar. And a year after he bought the bar, he died. <laughs> Okay, so it must have been a pretty insane year. No, I was just joking. Oh, it was like, <laughs> he died a year after. Oh, this is a haunted bar. This is a cursed bar. So um, after he passed away, it left the bar to his daughter, Dorothy O'Connell Kerwan. I don't know that. But there's a catch. One thing about this bar, which I never really considered to be a thing, which I think was a thing back then, is that this bar did not allow women. Oh, Oh. Yeah, no women allowed. Oh, okay. And so now it was owned by a woman, and she respected that rule and only entered the bar on Sundays when they were closed. Oh, that's kind of fucked. Yeah, and so she made her husband, Harry Kerwin, the manager. And it was not until 1968. Come on, man. What? It wasn't until 1969. Are you fucking serious? Hey, oh, come on, 69? Come on. Dude, I totally guessed. That's gave, really I weird. gave you the 69 point. I know. Um, so it wasn't until 1969 that women were allowed into the bar, which I read conflicting things saying it was 1970, but I feel like maybe it was like they started to do it, like it was starting to be processed. That seems way 69. too late. It's really late. It was. It's like, but there, to be to be completely fair, there are still some golf courses that don't let women on. Yeah. Do those still exist? Yeah. Shit. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, so, yeah, women were – so after 1969 or 70, who knows, uh, women were allowed in the bar. But it wasn't until 1990, which I'm... is my birth year, so my entire existence, mm-hmm. that they installed a women's bathroom in the place. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? Yeah. That seems so weird to me. Okay, th- that just goes to show you that, like, all Irish people, I can say this because I'm half Irish, they're just, like, depressed drunks who, like, most people are like, hey, I want to go to a bar and I want to go, like, talk to some, like, girls and, you know, maybe, like, have a good time. And these guys are like, no, men only. We want to talk about how we all have a, a bum leg that smells. <laughs> like, I don't, like, <laughs> what are they? stinky leg. Like, give me more cheese and onion. And they're like, uh, hey, O'Connell, you have to leave. <laughs> so... Okay, in the bar's defense with the whole bathroom thing is that this thing, this bar has kept so original from where it started that doing a large renovation of, like, adding a bathroom would So they be... only had one bathroom? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which makes, I mean, that that personally makes sense to me. Like, I understand that it's, like, fucked up that they didn't have a women's bathroom, but I understand why because it was such an old fucking place. Do you think that women just went inside the men's bathroom, like, like past 1969 to 1990, what was it? 1990. 
1990. Yeah. They probably just went to the men's bathroom, right? Or this didn't stay long. I don't Which, know. I'm telling you ladies right now, like, you don't want to go into a men's bathroom. My girlfriend walked into a women's bathroom and goes, uh, it was like a, it was in uh, Koreatown. She goes, there's graffiti in that bathroom. I was like, yeah. And she's like, so? that's crazy. I go, in every men's bathroom, there's fucking gang signs, gang signs carved into the toilet seats. Are you surprised? Yeah, we got, we got we have SpongeBob fucking a fire hydrant. There's in pee ours. on the ceiling. Are you surprised at anything? <laughs> so many more owners would uh, own the bar throughout the years, but I just thought those were the most interesting ones. Um, so McSorley's had been uh, a subject of a stage play. So uh, someone wrote a play about the bar. I mean, that's probably one of the oldest bars I've ever heard of that's still around today. Yeah. Um, there is poetry made by E.E. E. Cummings, who's like a big-time poet. Yeah, we, yeah, I know E.E. E. Cummings. And artwork by John Sloan, who I'm not entirely familiar with John Sloan, but he made Into the Ring, so he must be big. He's a painter? He's a yeah, sure. He's a drawer? He's a drawer. Show me some of your drawings, Joan. But so the list of names don't stop there. The bar was also visited by people such as John Lennon. Oh, <laughs> wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Wait, you talk shit about John. You know why? Because he knew he was a good old Liverpool boy who owned it. Wait, S- he was like Irish? No. He was Irish? He wasn't Irish. He just made a bar for the Irish. Oh, that's interesting. I thought he was Because I, I, I didn't even think about the fact that Liverpool's in England. And then... Yeah. I think it was more of the market that he saw. There were a lot of Irish immigrants that were working. Because <laughs> Irish he people was, are way – I mean – Well, he's like, I'm going to make a bar and I'm going to make it feel like home for them and it's going to get business. Like that's just business. Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, the thing is like – I mean the UK in general, like they love their pubs. So like yeah. – but I feel like the Irish have a little bit more drunkenness on, on the um, British. So he's probably just like – Hey, who's gonna come to this bar the most? And he's like, Yeah, I might as well make it for the Irish. Yeah, so. and he catered the food and this the beer to, like to the Irish. Raw onion and cheese. Yeah, you know. Well, don't forget about the crackers. We're, we're a healthy people. <laughs> yeah. So not only John Lennon, but folk music legend Woody Guthrie. I know. I've heard of Woody Guthrie. Yeah. And the one and only Woody Guthrie. Guthrie. That might have auto corrected to Guthrie. Is Guthrie. it Guthrie? It sounds like it. Okay. I don't know. So yeah, no, Woody Guthrie. Sorry, my typing corrected to gun three gun three sounds cool um so uh it also had a person walk through his doors by the name of abraham lincoln no that's woody guthrie in a hat (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) so the bar even has abe's chair from uh that he sat in and it's it's hung above the actual bar where you like get drinks from oh and next to the chair is an original copy of the wanted poster for John Wilkes Booth. Yo. Okay, that's, that's just pretty like, fucking wild. Okay, that's just hanging above a bar. Yeah. Honestly, I would I had already had a few drinks at this point, so I didn't notice it. So I don't know if it's like behind like bulletproof glass or some Mona Lisa bullshit. But... Well, I was gonna say I get weirdly nostalgic about some stuff. To, yeah. if, if I like know I mean that's a big one. Like there's a there's a restaurant called Frank and Musos where like in L A where they like they're like oh Charlie Chaplin used to like eat here every every Friday and he'd race his horse down here and eat at Frank and Musos and I was like I get weirdly nostalgic about like places people sat or like they ate yeah. at and I feel like if I was able to sit in the chair that Abraham Lincoln sat in I would like I would pay maybe like fifty bucks to do that and that's so fucking stupid because it's a chair 
Yeah. But like if I was drunk oh enough God, so and awesome. I had 50 bucks in my pocket, I'd probably be like, here's 50 bucks. Yeah. No. You have his hat? Can I wear his hat? They did not have a hat. I'm, I'm assuming he walked out of the bar with the hat on, but who knows? So one thing about this bar that you would notice immediately is the atmosphere. There's no Chingy or Little John playing. There's Did Chingy sit in a chair in there? It's a possibility. <laughs> Any, anything can anything can go. Uh, but there's no music at all, which okay. is like something Whoa. like something like you don't like. I honestly didn't notice when I was in there, and then like it, I was in there for probably like an hour, and I was like, you know what? They don't even have music in here. And I was like, that's how like you almost feel like you're in 1850s. I like, was expecting a piano that plays by itself. Well, I'm sure like they'll. I I wouldn't be surprised if on some nights they have like people there playing music. Oh, I bet like an Irish folk band or something yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah, no, no music, just the sounds of mugs hitting the th- like the thickest wooden table you've ever like sat at. That's so. They're cool. like so old, and just the the chatter of the people. The floor is also covered in a very fine sawdust, and there's a coal burning pot bellied stove that heats the place really yeah i didn't notice that but like i said we had a few drinks before we went in so, so i'm i've read about it afterwards i was like wow i missed some of this stuff but no yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna ask you right now but like where in new york is this i mean like i don't want to like put you on the spot so, and have you look it up but like where what general area would we be looking at i'm not looking for cross streets because we could just google that but like i was staying in soho okay and it probably took us 10 15 minutes to walk there Okay, so okay, so in that area. Okay, I don't yeah. know much about New York. I feel stupid, but oh, I, I mean, shit. I was there for four days, and that's my own experience. But we packed a lot in. I was in Dumbo one time, which is like directly under Manhattan Bridge overpass or something like that. So I was there one time, but I don't fucking know anything about New York. I feel dumb, but New York is fucking awesome it's cool for for someone who i you know i like i've said a million times in this goddamn podcast like i i've grown up and lived most of my life on the west coast and there's just something about new york that's like so old and cool about it because it's everything about it's like it's so much older than anything over here it was like yeah it was like one of the first big cities if not the biggest city and first biggest city yeah there's just so much history on the east coast it's amazing yeah and i really want to spend more time over there so there are only two beers available at this place. Oh my god! Can I guess? Is it like dark and light? Yeah. Really? That's it. <laughs> I mean, I typed light and dark. I usually go light and dark over dark and light, but yeah, I just like I was thinking of a nice porter. Well, so what is it like a porter or something or like I don't a, know. It's just a dark, dark and light beer, and you can get both glasses for six dollars. And we drank both, a both. lot of god, them. God, that is so cool! Like that is what's like okay. I mean, we live in L.A., which is great. I love L.A. It's really cool. I'm what? not from here, but, like, it's a, it's a fun city. But there are no places like that where, where people are just, like – History. It, well, not only history, but, like, a deal along with history where it's, like, yeah. we have the same prices since 1850. Or obviously not the same prices, but you know what I mean? They keep it low. Yeah. The only time you get a, a low-priced drink is on that, like, the tax day where they're, like – they'll have, yeah. like – uh, drinks for a nickel but honestly you can't get a beer for like under seven bucks here it's crazy yeah. even like a heineken so it's like i don't know I, I really really like those kind of like old nostalgic bars that are just like that it's it's fucking yeah. awesome yeah so when we got there um we were just, we like tried to order drinks and the guy was like are you, you guys gonna sit here and drink a lot and we're like yeah we're gonna drink a lot 
And he's like, all right. And he took us to a table and he put us this huge table. And it was my buddy and I and uh, another two guys and then another two guys. So we were, there were three groups of two of us. None of us knew each other. And like it was immediately just like, where are you from? Like, what's your name? And then we all ordered around. And one guy was just like, we're all chugging one right now. And we all just oh, like pounded fun. one. And we just like talked for like an hour and just became like friends. Oh, that's cool. It was a really cool environment. Um, and, then, and then Riley showed up. No, I'm just oh kidding. god! It was it was a lot of fun, and I didn't realize I was. I, didn't, I was like, they're like women in this bar. Yeah, well, like afterwards, it was really like I didn't think about that, and I was like, well, shit, like that's crazy that like, you know, in the '70s she wouldn't have been able to like show like come with us. Fucking insane. Yeah. Well, see, no, in the '70s she would have, but in the '60s. Yeah. Okay. True. Idiot. My bad. Um. So this place has a lot of history, and uh, you might be wondering where the hell I'm going with this. Please. But what do old places with a lot of history usually have? Friggin' ghosts. Motherfucking ghosts. So uh, reports from people who have lived above the bar. Because, you know, the original owner had, he lived in an apartment above it. So there's apartments of it. Multiple people who have lived up there have said on several occasions they could hear tables and chairs moving around very loudly late at night when the bar is closed and there's like no one there. Oh, shit. And uh, McSorley's has another distinct characteristic about it that makes it unique. Um, You're not going to guess it. I'm not going to guess it. Also, demons. Close enough. Um, and that is that they always have at least one feline on staff. Ooh. I don't know why, but they, they always have like a cat. No bald eagles? No bald eagles. They just have cats. And um, so on many occasions, the employees have noted seeing that these uh, these said cats were purring and nuzzling up on something invisible. Oh, shit. And seeing an invisible handprint petting up and down on the cat's fur. Oh, fuck like, that. Seeing, fuck that. Like, fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. Because uh, for any of you who don't know, most of you probably do, they say that an- uh, animals and babies can see spirits. And dogs. Animals. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But yeah. <laughs> dogs usually don't like them as much. Animals, babies, and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> dogs are something else, man. <laughs> Let me tell you. A little bit of humanity in them, I swear. So, according to Dr. Philip Ernest Schrobner... Well, they got a doctor. Yeah. Well, he's a doctor, but he's also a tour guide for Ghost of New York. Okay, so I'm not letting him look at my penis, right? You could if you want. <laughs> he's like, oh, this <laughs> penis is haunted. <laughs> need, to, need to rub the demons out of it. <laughs> also, also, you got a ward on it. <laughs> need to rub the ectoplasm out of this one. <laughs> oh, God. Um... Oh, if we ever get bigger, turn your sued. head and say boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay, hold on. Let me get back to what I was saying. <laughs> so, the tour guide said uh, whenever you see a cat in the window of McSorley's, Harry motherfucking Houdini Ooh. is present as the spirit of the cat. Uh, uh, I'm guessing he was a big fan of that that bar. Not only that. You know, but they also like to crawl on the windowsill. <laughs> well, with a lot of the memorabilia that hangs up on the bar itself, it includes a set of handcuffs that once belonged to Houdini. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And I guess 
I didn't see them, but from what I read, what I read is that they're attached to like the uh, like the bar railing. So they're not even on the wall. They're just. Well, I was like, gonna on say the what the fuck because I I was gonna say I hope most of that stuff is out of the reach of drunk people because if yeah. I saw Lincoln's chair up there, I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna take that home. Yeah. If I was like really drunk, I'd be like, yeah, I'm ripping this. Yeah, down. they would fuck you up if you tried. Oh my god, yeah, I know. Um, so there's also a tale of a painting that was done by an artist for the ale house. And when it was presented to the owner, uh, it was one of the owners I didn't mention. It was one that was, you mm-hmm. know, not that, I don't want to say not significant, but just like, not it's okay. He's interesting. Um, uh, when the, uh, when the owner saw the, the painting, he pointed out to the artist, like he said, very nice. You included one of our mixed orly cats. And the artist appeared very confused, examined his work, and in disbelief admit that he never painted the cat and had no idea how it ended up on the painting. So, so he was drunk too. <laughs> he what? He's drunk too. He's like, I just remember. Yeah, pay- yeah. I remember painting cat. Yeah, like no key cat. Who, who put a cat stamp yeah, pictures? <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually pretty weird. I mean, yeah. Was it a cat that was still alive? I'm guessing it was, but I don't know. So let's just say this: um, you, you say all these owners own it, but I think we know who the real owners are. The cats, cats, the cats on the bar. Yeah, and it was also noted on the article there was something about how the cat was, its body was facing, it was on the bar, it was facing towards the place, but its head was turned and looking at the front door. And a lot of people like to speculate that. A lot of civilizations like the Egypts, the Egyptians. The Egypts. Is that a racist term? No. Egypts. Goddamn Egypts. Goddamn. God, I hope that's not a racist term. Goddamn pyramid heads. And. <laughs> but so like, like, so like people like that believe that uh, cats were protectors Gods, from evil yeah. kind of. And the they said that it, looking at the window, the cats are there to protect from bad things to come into the bar oh shit that's that's pretty cool yeah i mean i i do get nervous when i see a cat like acting weird towards like a like looking at something i'm like oh they're doing like the like the quick head like, kind of turns what the fuck are you looking at right now and they're not looking at anything but it looks like they're like pl- like trying to catch something i usually just... grab the cat by the shoulders and i'm like what are you looking at i just <laughs> drop kick them um <laughs> so the cat stuff isn't just the only Strange thing about it. Mm-hmm. So in the bar, there are dust-covered gas lamps. Sounds safe. Um, <laughs> but hang, so these gas lamps are hanging on the ceiling, keeping the place lit at night. Oh, they're lit too. Yeah. Ooh. You know, maybe they're not. I don't know. Did this guy climb up on a ladder and light all those? Or? They might not be lit. Mm. Um, I know I was. And uh, <laughs> But on these lamps hang wishbones. Oh, like from a chicken? Yeah. Oh. Which they can be hard to see because of the dense amount of dust that covers them. Oh, shit. So are they like a protective thing? So you're asking what does it mean? Well, it is a McSorley's tradition that calls for soldiers leaving for war to place a wishbone on the lamp for good luck in battle. And when the soldier returns, the soldier must remove the wishbone after the job is done. Oh, no. That's so fucking sad. Yeah. So, uh, with many remaining, it's pretty obvious that these men did not make it home. Ah, fuck. It is believed that this tradition started with the fucking Civil War. Holy shit. 
I googled it because I was like, "There's no way." The bar was four years. They before. had chickens back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this bar was open four years before the Civil War. Oh, wow! Holy shit! Yeah, and uh, they believe that this tradition continued up into World War One, and then now it's like off limits for anybody. It's like going to war. Yeah, like, I mean, now they'd have, like, a shit ton of chicken bones. Exactly. Now, this may be a dumb question, but what part of the chicken is the wishbone from? I think it's its sternum. Is it? Is it part of its chest? Uh, you could Or is it in its hip? You could have told me anything, and I would have believed you. Let me you. cut you open. Let me find your wishbone. <laughs> um, but, so, the reason why these wishbones and lamps are so dirty is because no one's allowed to clean them or even, like, get close to touching them until the soldiers return from war. Oh, that's, like, kind of a... That's that's a very cool, like... It's a memorial, basically. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. And so, yeah, those those goddamn chicken bones have been up there since the fucking Civil War. And you're right. It, uh, it says, The furcula, or wishbone, of a turkey, duck, or chicken is the fusion of the bird's clavicles right above the sternum. Yeah. So it's it's clavicles, but it's right above the sternum. So you, yeah. you're very close. Yeah. I so, count as a win. Fuck. So damn, Civil War, eat a whole chicken, put the wishbone up on the on the lamp. One and... last good meal before war. Wow. Wow. Yep. So these wishbones could also attract spirits from soldiers who lost their lives in the war. Maybe they meet up every night with their fellow fallen soldiers to have a glass of beer. But don't worry about going to this bar because, you know, don't worry because of the the, the spirits, the hauntings. Uh, because the uh, I think the spirits will stay true to the motto, which is written on the wall, and that is, be good or be gone. Ooh. I mean, that wasn't supposed to be, like, creepy. It's no, more no, of the no, fact no, that, I, like, no, I don't mean that's that. a I thing. It's like, like behave that's yourself a... or we're going to kick you the fuck out kind of thing. I feel like that's a good motto for life. Yeah, they have it, like, huge on the wall. Like, be good or be gone. Like, get the fuck out of here if you're not going to be, like, a nice person. Because yeah. a lot of bars attract angry people who want to get drunk and then take their anger out on somebody. But like, Or bars make angry people. Or you can use a bar as a social meeting to... Possibly have a couple of drinks, let down your guard, mm-hmm. have, like, you know, disregard your social anxiety and open up to people who you don't really know and make maybe make some friends or make some babies or make some babies. Oh, I mean, not before 69, not before 69. I mean, maybe they're doing stuff, but they definitely weren't making babies. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of questions there. There's wish there there weren't only wish bones there they were uh, they're snapping kind of, something off there's something else they're off. snapping bones for sure so um, yeah I mean that's that's a that's a good is that is that the end of your story yeah so if anybody is either in New York I don't think we have many New York listeners um, I didn't but I did see a lot of our Camp Strange stickers all over New York oh my god I wonder who put those up it wasn't me and um, so I don't maybe we gained one person off the stickers but uh if, if we have any people that are visiting new york or live in new york who have not seen uh or been to mcsorley's because i'm my buddy i'm pretty sure he said that he had never been there before he said it was like one of his dad's favorite bars but he had never been there did you leave one there. in mcsorley's no i would never that that's fucked i guess that's right it is kind of fucked i, I, yeah, I kind of wish not. i was part of a lincoln's chair though 
God, dude, I would. That's not okay. That's so not okay. <laughs> They're like, Abe hey, Lincoln, do you like podcasts? <laughs> He's like, oh, I love them. I just want equality. You're like, fuck your equality. You got a big hat. You like podcasts. <laughs> what are you hiding under that hat, big guy? Podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> you got a haunted doll under there. <laughs> So um, we got Mickey. You got Mickey Rourke with <laughs> laser whips under there. So I mean, but like both of these stories end with kind of a nice thing, which is good. Like be good or be gone, and yeah. uh, and Edward Day and Chowchilla. So we kind of ended both of them with a nice little. Uh, we try our best to make things happy. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a comedy podcast, right? It was just some interesting stories. So. Yeah. And I think that wraps up our stories for today no. or tonight or whenever you're listening to this. And thank you guys so much for listening. We we love it when you do. And we love telling you that you got these stories to you guys. And um, if you got some spooky stories, send them on over to us. Um, if you got some weird situations you've had in your life or you, you've heard friends of friends or aunts or uncles who have had weird stories, send it over to us at campstrangepodcast at gmail.com. Or uh, just go to our website at campstrange.com and go to the contact tab. Um, we also um, we also have social media that we will post pictures probably of McSorley's and of um, – uh, there's definitely pictures of the Chowchilla um, kidnapping. I mean which, there's shit ton. You could go on Instagram and type in McSorley's and just geotag and look at the photos people have uploaded from there. But we also have Chowchilla pictures. So. Yep. Why are you trying to tell people to get away from our Instagram? No, 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 no. I'm just saying there's there's <laughs> it's just there's popping. millions of fo- there's millions of photos of this place. So we're gonna have we should be able to find some good stuff to yeah. to upload. So we got that. Um, if you guys want to rate, review, and subscribe to us, we would love it. We we really uh, love the reviews. Appreciate it. It only makes us look more legit. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And, and it'll we've help been us get a wider posting, audience. putting up fucking episodes for. What is this? Thirty six weeks. Thirty six. We're not. We're not Haven't missed a week. Baby. We're not flaking out. Haven't missed a week. We're here to stay. If you guys Shit. like it, I mean, what's but our tell record? Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Did we record three episodes in one week because we weren't be able to? We weren't going to be able to like record. Yeah, that was like a that, that sucked. Was shitty. <laughs> but um, I don't think we'll do that again because we, we kind of lost our luster. We overcome and we adapt, so yeah. we're not going to flake out on you. So don't flake out on us, baby. And uh, we got uh, what else do we got? We got shirts and mugs. If you guys want to rock some camp strange shit and if you buy a if you buy a shirt and we see it, you guys buy a shirt we'll, we'll send you a little handwritten letter with some stickers and stuff and mm-hmm. and we love your guys's support because it just means that what we're doing is uh a little bit worthwhile and you guys appreciate it and we'll, we'll put on lipstick and kiss the note please just buy our shirts <laughs> please <laughs> and what else do we got david are we doing this yeah, we're doing we got is horse this, hooves. This is our new thing, right? We got horse hooves. We got dark beer. We got screwdrivers. We got light beer. Come on, you. Well, come on. I had to do light now. We have power drills. Ooh. Oh, he's looking around. He's looking around. I am looking around. Fuck. We have your chakra. We got home. We have your chakra. We won't return it unless you give us $50,000. <laughs> we have Home Depot gift cards okay. with $3 on them. Okay, fuck you. You're going through, like, construction <laughs> items right now, you motherfucker. We have mashed potatoes in a, in, a, in a pot. We got scaffoldings for your next home improvement. You're seriously <laughs> you doing this? We have a mini fridge full of Yoplait. We got season one through six of Sonic the Hedgehog. We have season seven of Lost. 
We have Dexter, but a real ending. We have Hurley, who never lost weight on the island. How did that happen? We have spoilers for the next Game of Thrones episode that's airing this Sunday. Oh, don't. Don't do don't that. Do that. Don't do that. Uh, never spoil. Don't spoil. I would okay, never. Okay, you guys, this weekend, we'll end that there, but <laughs> this weekend is going to be a weekend of death if you go see avengers endgame and you also watch the third episode of game of thrones it's gonna be brutal so um be ready bring your tissues and this isn't related to the podcast but we are fans of both of those sad tissues very very big fans so and i know you guys probably are too because they're probably the most popular things in in history right now (laughs) in history ever bigger than lincoln avengers is bigger than lincoln (laughs) iron man you ever heard of them (laughs) Okay, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love it when you guys do. And uh, David, do you have anything to say? I don't. I just love you say guys. Say love you guys. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. You love them so much. I love all of them Marry so much. Him. I will. All of them. Who's Miriam? Anyway, okay. So thank you guys so much. And don't forget to stay strange. <laughs>